Welcome to the VQA podcast, a conversation between two friends who talk a lot about wine and need someone to listen. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the VQA podcast with Manny and Tash. Hello. Uh, today, we have a special guest in the house. Um, all the way from Texas is Tash's dog. <laughs> so he's uh, running around. If you hear a bark or something, that's uh, that's Mozo. So anyway, new addition to the podcast team, senior editor. Um, today, we have... Uh, I think might be a short episode for you, uh, but uh, we're going to talk about Prince Edward County as it is part of uh, the VQA Appalachian in Ontario. Uh, they have their own region, their own growing area, and a lot of uh, cool wines and wineries that, uh, yeah, we're going to uh, just give them a little bit of love and talk about since they are a very important part of our industry. So Prince Edward County, it's a municipality located in southern Ontario, uh, whose coastline is on Lake Ontario's northeastern shore. It's located on a large irregular peninsula at the eastern end of the lake, um, just west of the head of the St. Lawrence River. So it's about two hours from Toronto. It was officially named Prince Edward County in 1792. It's a long time ago. It technically the county is an island, I guess, because... It is surrounded on the north and east by the Bay of Quinte, and then the Murray Canal connects the bay to Lake Ontario across the only land connection. I actually learned that today. I didn't know it was an island, so that's yeah, cool. I thought it was more of like a... Like a jut out, like a yeah, peninsula. Yeah, a peninsula with a bunch of like water in between or something. Yeah. Weird. I don't know. <laughs> anyway... They have a relatively mild and humid continental climate due to the influence of Lake Ontario. Um, They have 50 vineyards now and just under 30 wineries, so 21 wineries, and is one of Ontario's newest designated viticultural areas. So uh, Prince Edward County, I guess it's a tricky place. I, I know we've mentioned a bunch of times that it is quite difficult to grow grapes in Niagara because of the weather and super inconsistent growing seasons. Some years we have, you know, hot summers and others are wet and cold. And in Prince County, it's even more difficult, but it's a little bit more consistent weather because it's always cold. <laughs> <laughs> So it makes it more difficult, but at least they have to deal with, you know, huge swings. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It is just as or even more challenging, right? Um, Just because of where they're located. So honestly, when I learned a few years ago, a bunch of years ago now, that uh, they grew a bunch of grapes and that they were making a bunch of wine and there were a bunch of winers that I was like, Honestly, I don't, I don't know how that's going to work and how it's that going to happen. So I decided to go and check it out myself. So cool place, very different than Niagara, but um, they do have some of their special, I guess, uh, geographical and, and their own climatic conditions that make growing grapes and making wine possible. Mm-hmm. And they're also known for having a lot of limestone in their soil which makes especially good Pinot Noir and Chardonnay, which is what the wineries in the county tend to focus on. Um, not as a rule, but in general, I would say there is a lot of Pinot and Chard um, made there. And then actually what I found out today, one of the wineries we're going to taste today grows Gruner Veltliner, which is awesome because Gruner Veltliner is fantastic. And I think that's the only winery 
in Ontario. That releases a Gruner commercially? Yeah. I think so. Well, I mean, Gruner is also a cool climate, cool climate variety, yeah. right? So yeah. um, Germany and Austria make a bunch of it. So it kind of makes sense. Yeah. And then there are like towns, obviously, in the county. And they are rather spread apart. So like if you were going to go wine tasting, you kind of have to group it by town or else you're kind of driving all over the place. I would say they are about 20 minutes from each other. So we are going to talk about, we're going to, we have a list here of like recommended wineries that we personally like the wines from. And then we'll mention the town that they're in as well. So in the county, as Dash mentioned, there's a lot of Chardonnay, there's a lot of Pinot Noir, and that's probably the most varieties that probably you'll see BQA Prince Edward County on labels. But um, it's worth mentioning that a lot of wineries from the county also source grapes from Niagara. So sometimes, even though the winery is in Prince Edward County, like Rose Hall Run, for instance, when you see the label, it must say BQA Ontario. And that might be because they source grapes from their vineyards in the Prince Edward County, and then they blend it with grapes from Niagara. And by law, when you do that, you don't qualify as an appellation. You have to put VQA Ontario, since there is two regions within Ontario that were blended in the wine. So when you're looking for a wine that uh, was made with grapes just grown in Prince Edward County, it will say VQA Prince Edward County on the label. And they do that a lot. They, they bring grapes up almost every vintage, unless it's a super magical vintage and they have a ton of grapes, but you'll see that quite often from almost all of the big wineries. Um, they also grow a bunch of Cabernet Franc. Um, there's some Sauvignon Blanc. Some wineries really like to be adventurous and uh, experimental and I've seen some like Petit Verdot and Violo and crazy things like that over there. There is some Gamay as well. Um, you know what? I had a Pecorino from the county. Yeah, Pecorino. So like you'll see cooler climate varieties, obviously more than hot, but like I guess what I'm trying to say is that you won't see a lot of Prince Edward County caps or Merlot or Meritages and or red blends like that because most of the time they are not able to ripen fully and therefore make high quality wine but some people do grow them and some people do have them so don't be surprised but you won't see them as much and i also say that uh sparkling from the county is really good because obviously it is a cool climate cool climates generally make really good sparkling and um this place is no exception yeah, they, um, there's a winery that specializes in sparkling. It's oh, called uh, Hinterland. And they have a bunch of different sparkling wines. They have um, traditional method sparklings. They have an ancestral method sparkling. They have rosé sparkling. Uh, super cool winery to visit. Definitely, if you're into sparkling wine, it is worth sourcing those out. Uh, Hinterland in the county. Definitely cool, cool place. All right, so I guess some of our recommended wineries. So in terms of climate, most vineyards are located in areas that receive breezes from both Lake Ontario and the Bay of Quinte. Um, so those moderate temperatures, they're especially beneficial during the summer months. They keep the average temperatures around 22 degrees, which is great because here we don't have that in Niagara. Like 
I feel like we do have the lake and then in Niagara on the lake you have the river but I feel like it just gets so hot yeah here. when it's hot it's real hot yeah 38 degrees humidity the whole thing yeah so it's nice that they have that cooling effect in the summer during the day and then you have the cool night so they would get really nice acidity yeah and that's important for sparkling right mm -hmm. uh and for maintaining balance in in some cases but um as you can see it makes it very difficult to make red wines with a structure that is big tanning yeah. high alcohol robust so um the cabernet francs that come out of there they're sometimes very very delicious but they will be more acid driven lighter crisper fresher styles of cabernet franc more similar to you know a, a cooler vintage of the Loire or, and, yeah yeah so they're not going to be bordeaux style cabernets or anything like that they do a lot of riesling riesling is great from the county mm -hmm. um all styles dry and off dry most of them will be off dry but uh i think that's my favorite riesling it's my favorite county wine yeah and chard i will say both whites chardonnay yeah. and riesling yeah yeah chard is probably my favorite i don't know i've had some really nice pinot noirs though from yeah. the county too but like consistently though. Yeah. I mean, Pinot Noir is hard to get consistent anywhere. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so some of our recommendations, these are not all the wineries located in the county, but based on what we've tasted in our careers, I guess these are the ones that we would recommend. So the first being Claus and Chase, that's in Hillier. And they make, you know, like Riesling, Pinot Gris, Chard, Pinot Noir, all that stuff. I love their Chardonnay because it is pretty buttery. Like they do use some nice newer oak on that and it's really well integrated. And I think the winemaking is really good. Yeah, and they have both Pinot Noirs and Chardonnays that are classified by vineyard. So they do bottlings of a specific block of the vineyard. Um, so like Closing Chase has like the CV vineyard, the Closing Chase vineyard, so CCV. And then they have a south block and they have another one. So same thing with the Pinot Noir. So if you go and visit them, you can have a flight of Chardonnay from the same vineyard, but different blocks and see how the wines are all different. And I actually, when I did that tasting, was very surprised on how different, how delicious all were, uh, but definitely super cool to do. So yeah, I recommend that winery for sure. Um, Huff Estates, which is in Bloomfield. Um, that's one that we'll be tasting today and then kente which is in wellington makes some really cool wines i've had some awesome pinot noir from kente it's like cool and really earthy and almost like old world style wine yeah there is uh there's a few there's also stanners uh winery stanners they make a bunch of pinot noirs that are great and they are able to consistently make pinot noirs that are vqa preserve county uh super uh, delicious on the lighter side kind of like a summery red if you you know if you like red wine and you want to chill it down a little bit and have a wish of that's also a very good option rose hall run is great they're in wellington they make really good sparkling their traditional methods called the celebration i think that, that one and uh one is called uh, stardust yeah they're both really really good um, I know you can get one of their Chardonnays at the LCBO right now. It's VQA Ontario, not for Edward County. Um, and then Trail Estate is really neat. That's in Hillier. They're doing some experimentative. Experimental. 
Oh my god, I did this last time too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> last time I cut it, but I won this time. <laughs> Wine, some pet nuts, and skin contact and stuff like that. Um, Hinterland, we mentioned earlier that they make really good sparkling. They're in Hillier as well. And then Light Hall Vineyards, they're in Milford. And we're tasting from them as well today. There's another one that I found super interesting. It's called Hop State. Okay, interesting. So I don't think I've heard of them. No, it's a when you go to the county, there is a few wineries that when you go and visit, they look like wineries and there's a lot of shacks that unless you know there's a winery that you wouldn't know. You just drive by. Uh they might have a sign out. But um it's this very like cowboy everybody kind of does their own thing uh but it's all a team as well type of region it's very interesting because it's on a flat land in an island which is kind of weird but um anyway <laughs> i was driving somebody's like hey you have to go here uh just because this dude is kind of doing some cool stuff so i was there in the fall at the beginning of october i believe and this guy was still hanging Pinot Noir. Really? So, yeah. So Hobbs uh, State is known for Pinot. He uses like new oak, small barrique, hangs his Pinot as long as he can. So his Pinot Noirs tend to be, for the county, a little more robust than most. Mm -hmm. uh, good quality, very small batch, kind of like 90 case production for a couple of his Pinot Noirs. But uh, I don't know, I, I remember the guy, very nice Italian gentleman, was like very welcoming. And it was kind of like uh, one of those self-taught dudes that That's decided cool. to plant a bunch of Pinot and he was making some wine. And anyway, I have a bottle that I'm keeping because he told me, hey, keep this bottle for as long as you can. And when you open it, Email me because I want to know how it's doing. I was <laughs> like, okay, awesome. I'll do it. If you ever happen to be there, uh, Pinot Noir from, from uh, Hops is interesting. Also, I just have to say the county is super cute. It's a really nice beach area. So like a couple of the towns that we mentioned have really nice beaches. So you can get the best of both worlds. You go for a, get a cottage, go to the beach. You can also go to the wineries. They have really great breweries as yeah. well and restaurants. And some like cute motels that are opening up now, like the June Motel and all these cute little places. So I feel like it's an awesome place to visit. It's only two hours from Toronto. It's a little bit far from Niagara, but um, even if you're in Montreal, it's not too far for you or Kingston. Yeah. So it's a great place to visit. So we are tasting the Light Hall Chardonnay. This is their 2018. Um, I did get it at the LCBO. It's VQA Prince Edward County. Just want to say it has a bug on the label. It's called um, the Luna Moth. I for the longest time I thought it was a ray. Oh, you did? <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> I thought it was a it, it was a stingray. Like yeah. That's so anyway, funny. My bad. Um. So Lighthouse Vineyards is a small, low volume uh winery. Uh, wines are produced in a non-interventionist manner. Um, and they also make cheese, which is really cool. Uh, cheese designed to pair with their wines. Their focus is on Chardonnay and Pinot Noir, but also they grow sparklings and aromatic varieties. So this is the winery that I was talking about that is um, producing and selling Brunner. 
The property of Lighthill Vineyards was purchased in 2008. The production facility built in 2009 and their first vintage of wines uh, was in 2009. And they have 62 acres under vine. It's really pretty. I like the nose. Yeah, so we're, we're tasting this wine at room temperature. Mm -hmm. There's uh, there's no being chilling um, in the fridge or anything. So it's as it comes. And I think if it was chilled, now that I taste it like this, I like it a lot like this. Me too. I don't think I would like it. A, uh, I would like it as much if it was chilled. I feel like if it was chilled, it wouldn't be able to express itself as well. I feel like right now, you're getting all those little nuances and it is nicely like lemony, like lemon juice, but also has a really beautiful mouthfeel. Like I feel like it had some lees stirring potentially because it has that nice creamy feeling on the palate. And I definitely think it went through mallow. Yeah. It has this very confusing, super crisp with this really nice roundness. Yeah. Well, it plays really nice on the palate. But it's definitely, you can tell it's a cool climate chart mm -hmm. for sure. But uh, it's very good. It reminds me of yogurt. How yogurt has, like plain yogurt has really tangy acidity, but it is really creamy on the palate. It reminds me a lot of that. But yeah, it's gorgeous. It's really nicely balanced. It's not too much of anything. Like it's not too alcoholic. There's not too much oak. It's not too uh, sterile. You know what I mean? It's tasty. I would buy this again. I mean... It is $35, so. Yeah, it's up. I mean, most wines from the county that are BQA, Prince Edward County will be more pricey. Yeah. And that is because it's quite difficult to grow grapes and they have uh, smaller yields and all of those challenging things. And then, you know, inflation, COVID, whatever else. So they'll be a little bit more expensive. But this is very delicious. Like I would, uh, I would definitely buy this and have it with a nice dinner. Like a, at that price point, you're not just opening, yeah. popping corks just for the sake of doing it. But yeah. like, it would be super nice to, you know, have uh, have some people over, have a dinner party, or share with some foodies and mm -hmm. and something like that. I agree. I feel like this is a perfect roast chicken wine. Yeah, roast chicken, seafood, but uh, on the like grilled fish yeah, like yeah. uh you like know on like the fresher side uh with grilled veg lemon mm -hmm. you know that kind of anything stuff. with lemon honestly would be really good yeah even if you just had like spaghetti aglio yeah you know what i mean just like a really simple garlic oil pasta anything with lemon that would be really good or grilled lobster tails Ooh. squirt of lemon juice little spring asparagus on the side <laughs> salt and pepper some uh, shrimp skewers with a little bit of cayenne sprinkled on top. So are you having us over for dinner? No. Or... <laughs> I don't have any of those ingredients other than the wine that you brought. <laughs> but uh, yeah, something something fun, something good, something also a little luxurious, I suppose, since mm -hmm. it's a pretty good wine. And again, you're not paying 12 bucks a bottle. So it deserves, I guess, uh, a nice dish. So since they produce cheese as well, what cheese would you pair this Ooh, with? This one, I would go fresh on pasteurized. I don't want to say ghost cheese, but maybe like a, maybe like a double cream style brie, you know? Uh, yeah. yeah, I had kind of two in my mind. One was brie. 
And even like a wash drying brie, I feel like would be really good. Or a firmer sheep's milk cheese because it still has higher yeah. acidity. Yeah, sure. No, that sounds great. Next up, we have the Huff Estates 2017 Pinot Noir Reserve. This is also available at the LCBO. It's uh, $35 also um, from uh, Prince Edward County VQA. And it comes from a different vintage. This is 2017. And 2017 is supposed to be one of those beautiful uh, vintages for Burgundy varieties um, since uh, it was a dry, warmer-ish fall. So growers were able to hang their uh, pinots a little uh, longer and get that phenolic ripeness on point while still maintaining acidity, especially in the county. So um, I'll... I was very, very excited for Niagara 17 Burgundian or Burgundy variety wine, so Chardonnay, Pinots, and then from the county as well. Um, so this is from that vintage. And uh, right off the bat, it had a very seductive color, like this mm -hmm. beautiful ruby red, uh, translucent, but still deep in the glass. So really nice to look at. It is pretty. Did did you find the acid a little bit prickly on your tongue on that first day? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Ant, right at the tip of your tongue. Yeah, that's interesting. So the thing with uh, wines from the county, they have this textural thing that I always find super interesting, which actually was a little less present on the Chardonnay, but it was still there, and it's kind of like a like a lightness in the palate like even though they have this beautiful texture and they might be round and creamy they always feel light I, texturally i'm not talking just you know alcohol and tannin and stuff but like they feel very light in the palate and this has that with this beautiful length of flavor in the finish like i'm still tasting it. i've been talking for i don't even know how long so <laughs> too long too long um but it has this this really nice finish, lots of uh, uh, dark cherry and cranberry flavors. Yeah, lots of berries. Very pleasant. It's I would say that both of these wines are very elegant. Um, but this is fantastic. You have that you have that little bit of tannin, but it's ripe tannin, and they're just hitting me right in the gums, but super fine. The acids there, the body's beautiful. It's really well integrated. Like you said, there is a really light freshness there without there being a lack of flavor at all. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, beautiful hibiscus water. Yep, definitely. Uh, hibiscus tea you know, coming through as well. Really pretty. It's a really pretty wine in all aspects. On the nose, on the palate, to look at. I'm getting some roses on the nose. Uh, it has this really nice floral perfume. So I guess this... Pinot compared to Niagara Pinots from the same vintage is definitely going to be a little lighter. Yeah. Um, it does have that oak that gives it a little bit of a, a, a broader spectrum of flavors and a little bit of muscle, but still light and elegant. So mm -hmm. I still think that this wine is your go-to for those warmer summer nights if you're, you know, have a barbecue or a bonfire oh, and you want yeah. and you want to have to have a red wine chill this a little bit and you'll have a great time yeah if you want to if it's hot out but you still want to have a nice red wine like manny said barbecue bonfire 
whatever it is, but you don't want like a giant cab. This will be beautiful with a little chill on it. I think this is just gorgeous. You bring this to anyone's house, they'd be very happy. Yeah, with it's you. a serious wine. Like it is. That is not, is Yeah, like, this is not like gamma, like juicy and no. you know, Twizzler candy. Like it's a serious wine, but it's on the light, fresh side for sure. Yeah, yeah. There's no, like I said, there's no lack in flavor at all. It's great. See, like this is my roast chicken wine. Like that roast chicken potatoes. Yeah. To me, I was thinking like um, chicken liver pate. Yeah, something a little. Because it's a little gamey. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, then you usually have yeah. like a berry jam or something like yeah. that. I feel like it'd be good. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's beautiful wines. Um, I wish we had that hinterland to taste, but they're quite difficult to get. I know. They're not super available. Um, but if you happen to go or you happen to see those hinterland sparklings, definitely give them a, a, a try. I did. I was looking for Hitler and they have some at the Elsevier, but they're all like Toronto and Elsevier. They, uh, they're part of our industry. They deserve some love and support. Um, yeah. For sure. And they're making really great wines. Definitely uh, a different type of wine, a different type of climate and everything that it is Niagara and definitely from anywhere else in the world. But uh, I would strongly suggest to people that have never had County Wines to give them a try, especially if you're getting into one or you're new to one because they're quite delicious light elegant uh rieslings are great sparklings are great um and they're i think they're great summer wines right i would buy both of these again for sure all right people um happy beginning of summer to everybody until the next episode of the vqa podcast cheers <laughs>